Fasten your seatbelt, quit stalking your ex on Facebook, and stop texting while you're driving. It's time for the Badass Business Show. Tips, tools, tactics, and techniques to help you explode your online and offline business. That's right, you're about to get the straight dope, whatever that is. And now, as seen on Good Morning America, The Today Show, NBC, CNN, CNNBC, and HGTV, here's your host, Fran Harris. So the first thing everybody in here has to understand is that when you're talking about your expertise and your, your, um, what you can do to help people, people have to feel, they have to believe that you've been in the struggle. So if your job, if you, what you're saying you want to do is to teach people what you've just done, they have to believe that you've experienced at least a part of their struggle. Everybody with me on that? Like, I have never done crack, but if I had done crack, I would be talking about having done crack if I were standing in front of an audience of addicts, right? I can't talk to them from a place of 30,000 feet like I'm this wonderful person who's on ESPN and blah, 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 but I fail to mention the central part of my story that they relate to. So people need to understand your struggle. So you've got to be able to talk about your struggle. You've got to be able to talk about, to share your struggle in a way that people, that you, that you bring them in. And then they go, yeah, you do get it. You do get it. So you have more credibility. Is everybody with me on that? So you got to be able to talk about your struggle. Now, I mentioned to you guys in my introduction that I am a WNBA champion. Okay? Played for the Houston Comets, first WNBA championship, championship at the University of Texas. But mo- most people don't understand is that I actually played, didn't start playing basketball until I was 15. How many of you know that that's old? To start playing basketball. Fifteen. Well, it's not quite ancient, but thank you very much. Ancient, it is. But I know what you mean. Totally. Totally. Most people start playing when they're three or four years old. So I didn't start playing until I was a sophomore in high school. And when I started playing basketball, if you if you don't start playing basketball until you're much older, look at all the conditioning that you miss out on. Because you, your lungs are not accustomed to that. So... While it's kind of like amazing that I started when I was 15, I was starting from the bottom at 15. And in practice, they didn't think I was going to make it. My coach was, I mean, like I'm literally falling out in practice every single day. But now I think you understand, like, I don't think I can make it. I don't think I mean, like, bargaining with my coach. I don't think I make it. Do I have to do one more, one more time? I can't do this. They thought I was going to quit. Because I could not make a sprint. I couldn't run up and down the court without almost passing out. Amazing. I'm not joking. Without passing out, they didn't think I was going to make it. And all I did was ask my coach not to give up. I will not fall out tomorrow. That's all. My goals were very, very small. Tomorrow, I will not fall out. It wasn't about anything else. Tomorrow, I will, get, I will make it through three sprints. And then it got to be four. And then it got to be five. And then pretty soon, nobody was looking around like with their hand on 911 when I was running. Pretty soon, I was an athlete. So when I talk in front of student athletes, I don't tell them about being a WNBA champion, an NCAA champion. That means nothing until you've heard this. Because then it's like, whoa, 
and you got there. See, I didn't just say you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I showed them that if I could come from falling out the first month of being introduced to the sport to this alternate on the Olympic team, just then I just rattle off everything that's happened. Guess what? They've been embedded with, I can do this. I didn't need to say you can do it. I no longer need to say that. That's what I'm saying to you. Share your struggles. Tell people how hard it was because I know it was. Before I started my company, right? Procter & Gamble, six-figure salary, um, company car, scared to death to leave all of that. People need to understand that you get it. Is everybody with me? They need to understand that you get where they are. You will never have a problem with people booking you. You'll never have a problem with people buying your stuff. Once they know, you know the journey that they travel. Okay? So you've got to get comfortable sharing your story. Okay? And sharing the lessons that you've learned. Here is the very important thing that everybody needs to understand. When you are the authority standing here and you, are, you have been given the opportunity to stand here and share your wisdom and your experiences, don't get up here and act like it was so easy for you. You have zero credibility if you do that. Zero credibility. So you've got to be able to stand in front of your audience with the authority and to talk about the lessons that you learned and and to talk about the times that you that you fell and you got up, right? Makes you real, makes you relatable, makes you riveting, makes you the person that they hire. And the reason that most people can't do that is because of everything we said in the first five minutes. They're so afraid that if I tell people who I am, they will reject me. And rejection can come in a lot of different ways. It can come in not buying my stuff. It can come in not booking me again. It can come in checking out in the middle of my speech. So you've got to make sure that you are comfortable sharing the lessons that you've learned. It gives you more credibility. Okay? It gives you more credibility. All right. So let's talk about your method, Why, how you do what you do. What is proprietary or unique about how you do what you do, how you help people? See, whatever, when I ask you guys the question, what do you do, who do you help, what are your benefits? Most of what you said was, it was fine. It was generic. Now we get into the specifics of how you do what you do. How do you do what you do? You've got to be able to say, again, think about it. This is a visual. I create a visual. You are in a lineup. You're in a police lineup of speakers. I need to know in a very short period of time how you do what you do and why I should choose you to come and talk to my 20,000 sales reps or my congregation. So what's proprietary or unique? Maybe there's nothing proprietary about it. Maybe it's just unique. Maybe it's just different. How do you do what you do? In my weekend retreats, we, you know, we sit out a little bit of the time, but then we act, you guys are up here talking. It's very interactive. We go out to Sixth Street and we speak. That's, that's my method. So you got to figure out what is your What's your method of connecting with your audience? All right. Important exercise. Our brand exercise. I am. Write this down, please. I am. I help. I do it by. Now, when you get done writing that, I want to show you what just happened. Because I want to show you what you can do. I said, very 
Write this down, please. Everybody in here wrote. You have authority. People will do what you tell them to do. Write this down, you guys said. Jim Jones, you're not going to drink no Kool-Aid or anything. I'm not going to take you somewhere y'all old enough to know what Jim Jones is. You're not going to do anything bad, but you. But that's the power of influence. When you are a speaker, right? How many of you have ever uh, heard of Tony Robbins? Raise your hand. You just raise your hand. <laughs> kind of scary, isn't it? When you are a speaker, when you're an authority, people respond to authority. They just do. So you need to embrace that. Don't use your powers for evil. <laughs> but you've been hired because you know what you're talking about. You've been hired because you're an expert. So your audience, in most cases, are ready to do what you tell them to do. Everybody up, right? Everybody gets up. Occasionally, you'll have that one person who's just mad, mad that day, who's just going to sit there. But we're not going to worry about that. We're looking at the other 9,000 people who are who on your command have stood up. Y'all are excited. Look at you. <laughs> right? That's amazing. So let's talk about your brand. I am a business explosion expert. Okay? I help entrepreneurs and businesses who are $1 million to $10 million in revenues double their businesses in two years or less. I am, I help, I do it. Five. How long did it take me to do that? Ten seconds? Do you know what I do? Do you know business? Do you know who I help? You know exactly who I help. Not just I help entrepreneurs. Who do I help? Entrepreneurs, million to ten. And what do I promise? To double their businesses in ten seconds. Think about the power of that introduction in a room of those meetings y'all go to. You know those rotary meetings when everybody stands up and talks about who they are, whatever. 90% of the people in that room, you have no idea what they do when you leave, do you? You have no idea who they help or how they do it. So let's write down, I am whatever you are. I help whatever your target audience is. This is to help you guys, y'all. This is to help us help you. And I do it by this. So I am a, you know, vegetarian nutrition, nutritionist. I help college athletes ages 18 to 22 plan their meals for the next four years by however you do it. So who are you? Who's your target audience? And how do you do it? How do you help them? Very simple. Shouldn't take you more than not to do it, but it shouldn't take you when you're speaking. It takes you 10 seconds. Not only does it crystallize it in your mind as to who you are and what you do, the 20 people listening will know who you are and what you do and how you do it. So if I help entrepreneurs who have revenues of a million to 10 million, there's really no need for you guys to talk to me about people who don't fall into that area, right? It helps you guys. It helps you with your marketing. Oh, I met a woman today who... Who helps blah, 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 blah. Oh, we only have, um, we're only $100,000. She's not for you. 
See, it's saving everybody time. You don't have to be on the phone talking to someone who you can't help. That's not your audience. And all of us have spent time talking to people that <laughs> you're not my target audience. So I really shouldn't be talking to you. But I know someone because I heard someone in my speaking class who helps entrepreneurs $500,000 and less or less. You guys with me on that? So it's, it's, it's a branding exercise that helps you crystallize who you are in the marketplace, what you do and how you do it. It helps you to kind of figure out that, that distinction in the marketplace of the kind of messenger you are. But more importantly, it helps you to understand what you bring, how you do it. So let's have some volunteers real quickly. A couple of volunteers. Anybody ready? Anybody game? I'm going to have to volunteer somebody. Yes. Yes. All righty. I am a physician. I help people who want to understand more about their health issues, and I do it by explaining the anatomy of their illness, describing how their treatments work, and showing people how to take control of their illnesses. All right. That is a great start. However, I don't know who to send to you. You know what I mean? Do you have everybody? Yeah, I'm a family practice doctor. So, um, you're what? Family practice doctor. So, anybody can walk through your door, so no revenue, no income requirements, no location, nothing. Anybody can walk through your door. All righty. So, one in a million over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, she will take any client. Everybody got that? How do you market? Okay. You want to say something? Oh, I was going to help. Go for it. I find out who's the richest client with their demographic chart and you market to them. Or find out who's the easiest client to get, which is for you to get Find out their demographic and put that up in Question. Do you have a, a waiting list right now? Do you know why you don't have a waiting list? Because you what? I don't advertise myself. Well, I have a waiting list of people who want my products done for free. <laughs> so, exactly. So you do have an idea who your target market is not. Correct. Guys, you guys with me? That I want to make. Okay. So the reason, here's the thing. If, if you had, if you were only speaking to your target audience, right, do you know the people you want to serve? Because, like, I can speak to everybody, but I don't want to speak to everybody. So who would you like to serve? I'm not exactly sure because I don't know yet. Okay. It's either going to be somebody, people who are really motivated or somebody that you can show them a small thing that will help them change. Okay. So now we're, we're not going to workshop this to death, but, but we're hearing more about your target audience now because you just qualified them a little bit more. The first time it was, I serve all. And maybe that's what you're currently doing. But then I asked you if you had a waiting list. And if you, had, if you were speaking to your ideal client, I bet you would have a waiting list if it were the right audience. Okay? Um, another another uh, volunteer. Yes. Um, I am an academic professional. I help working adults who want to go back to school. I do it by guaranteeing they will enroll in college in six months to a year. Very good. Very good. And what makes it even better is that you added the little time thing on the end. It's not necessary, but most of us want to know when it's going to happen. Do we not? Like you could say, I help working professionals uh, enroll in college and stop. 
but you're going to get my attention because I want to know if it's going to take forever. And you've said it's going to take, what, six months? What did you say? Six months to a year. Six months to a year. That was part of my struggle. Okay. What industry, what industry really leverages the power of time frames? Weight loss. Right? Lose six pounds in three days. What's that? Languages? Taking languages? Yes. It's a very powerful way to quantify who you are in the marketplace. One more. Who else? I am, I help, I do it by. Yes. I'm a, I'm a tribe by the fire writer and planner who's, who helps individuals who are ready to change doctors in three to six months. Okay, that's not bad. Um, you, could, you could specify that a little bit more if you wanted to. I'm not saying you have to. But are you helping all individuals? Or are you helping individuals in a certain industry? Or are you helping individuals at a certain age? You guys hear what I'm saying? Figure out who your ideal is. It helps us help you. And it helps them come to you. Here's the thing. If you say, I have all, nobody knows who really to come. Nobody knows who. Who knows to come to you? Because if you say, I help all, I don't hear me in that. Everybody with me? Right. So you can really fine-tune your marketing if you fine-tune your marketing, your audience. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Transition, without question. All right, everybody with me. You need to, you need to figure out who your ideal client is, who you, who's your ideal audience. If it's not going to be one-on-one, it's your ideal audience. Okay? Because they will not hear themselves in these vague... Descriptions of, of, of who you are. They need to hear. Oh, that's me. And then we need to hear. Oh, I know 20 people like that. Everybody with me on that? Very, very valuable little piece of information there. All right, the business speaking. You are in an emotional business. What is the business that Allstate is in? Allstate insurance. Fear. What's that? <laughs> fear business? What else? What else? Insurance. What business are they really in? Most people think that Allstate is in the insurance business, right? But they are actually in the in case stuff happens business. Yes? They're in the emotion. That's that's the physical business they're in. They are in the emotional business of security, fear, in case stuff happens, protection. That's the business all things in. So, if you understand what emotional business you're in, your marketing becomes super, super easy. Okay? What is the uh, business that Nike is in? Nike. Nike sneakers. You can make it happen. You can run faster. Empowerment. Yes. Achievement. Success. Yes. Nobody says sneakers. Anybody who's, who runs knows that Nike does not have superior sneakers. They do not. I have hundreds of shoes, and Nikes are not the best. But when it comes to thinking that you're the best, you have on the best, you think of Nike. So they're in the emotional business of everything you just said. What business is um, Starbucks in? Coffee. 
Status. Status. Expensive. Connection. Status. Apple. What about Apple? What business is Apple in? Cool. Want to hang out with popular people? Most people would say that Apple's phones are not the best. But I have three of them. <laughs> and two computers and an iPad and a... Y'all with me? So, what emotional business are you in? What emotional business are you in? What is it that people are going to feel and experience as a result of hiring you, buying your products, doing one-on-one -on -one consulting with you, doing coaching with you? What emotional business are you in? What is the function of a car? Get you from point A to point B. So why do people spend $100,000 on metal that sits on four wheels and gets you from point A to point B? Right? Experience that they want. Is it logical? Is it logical? Is it really logical? This ain't illogical to them. I mean, I can make it make sense. It makes sense because I can afford it. There's a logic. But I'm buying that car because of how I feel in that car, how I feel about how people look at me when I'm in that car. With me? So if I know that, I can market to those people. I can market to that all day long. So you have to know what emotional business you're in. I'm in the emotional business of success. You think I would fill up a, a, a room of saying, um, I'm going to do a weekend workshop on failure. Some people would show up. That would be interesting, kind of like Larry Winget. It's a little flip one. But I'd get more. I mean, there's lots of research. I'd get more if I said, I'm going to show you how to be a successful speaker in two hours or less. We just gravitate more toward that. Now I'm going to talk about some of the things that you need to avoid to be a failure. But most of us are drawn to this good feeling of success and what's going to happen and how much money we're going to make or whatever. I'm in the emotional business of success and esteem. And if I know what you don't want to experience, <laughs> guess what? I can market to. How many of you are in a, day, a job that you would like to leave? Right? Six people in a job that they would like to leave. I can market to you all the stuff that I know you hate. You know, getting up in the morning, having to go to the, looking at those people in the office. I know the emotions that you were running towards. I know the emotions that you were running away from. I've said nothing to you about money yet. Okay, so know the emotional business that you're in. What, what experience are you promising the people that you are going to be speaking in? Here's the thing. What's your, what's your brand's promise? When I do speaking engagements, of course, always do evaluations. You guys will get an evaluation at the end of it. 80 to 90% of the time, there's always one word that shows up on 90% of my evaluations. That's the promise of my brand. 
I didn't tell them what it was. They told me. What do you think that one word is? Motivates. One of them? There's three of them. What's that? Confidence. Motivated. Motivated. And then one more. Enthusiasm. Energy. So what is the promise of your brand? Is it sarcasm, Mr. Uh, ancient person? <laughs> is it sarcasm? Is it, is it humor? Is it direct? Is it energy? Is it, what is the promise of your brand? Is it that when it's over, you're going to get a, a one, two, three roadmap? Is it information? What is the promise of your brand? Because that's how bookers book people. They go, they call up their other corporate people, and they go, hey, we're looking for um, a motivational speaker. Oh, God, you got to call this person. They're responding to the promise of your brand. Or they may say, we're not looking for rah-rah. There are people who say, we're not looking for rah-rah. We're not looking for, we don't want to feel good. We need somebody who's going to come in here and help us grow our business. We need somebody who's going to come in here and tell our millennials how to talk to our seniors. We're, those are real queries. So they're going to look through, okay, yeah, well, we, we booked this guy the other day. He was dry, but, I mean, his material was great. Let's take him. So, But you've got to be so clear in the marketplace. You've got to know the promise, what you promise. You know, Starbucks doesn't promise the best coffee, but they promise a great experience. That's why we go to Starbucks. I don't even drink coffee, and I go to Starbucks for their experience. I'm going to hear some great music. I may play some chess. Free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. <laughs> Free Wi-Fi, exactly. Right? Know the promise of your brand. Um, what's a tangible promise? Because ultimately, as I said earlier, you need to solve a nagging problem. You need to know what is making your target audience grind their teeth at night. Not just lose sleep. Does anybody grind their teeth at night beside me? It is annoying. I sleep with a mouth guard. But what is, what is helping, what's making your audience grind their teeth at night? Not just toss and turn, because toss and turn is not necessarily losing sleep. What do you think is a nagging problem of parents who have teenagers today? Drugs, alcohol, texting while driving. You think parents are worried about their, their yes. What do you think is a, a, a nagging problem of people in corporate America today? Having the job. Keeping the job. So whoever you're thinking you're going to speak to in the next 30 days, you need to know their biggest problem. Because if you can stand here and solve it, your biggest problem, the reason you signed up for this is that you want to know how to make money. You want to know how to retire. You want to know how to go do this. That's your nagging problem. You need to know that for your target audience. And just real quickly, you know, you got to know whether people have money issues, whether they have health issues, job issues, love. You know, the big, uh, the big areas are love, money, what else? Sex. Uh, and that would mean, that would mean dating, Right. Money also goes into finances. It also goes into job. What else? Love, money, sex. What's another big help? Yep. Okay. 
If your issue falls into one of those big categories, you are in for a treat. All right, so here's how a well-paid speaker makes money. Let's get into that. I'm going to talk to you about 14 streams of green. And here's what I want. I don't want to overwhelm you. I want you to see this as possibilities. Okay? Possibilities. You don't have to do all of this. You can just do pick and choose. You can literally have a menu of what you want to do and just go with those. All right. So how many, who's written a book already? Written a book? Have you sold any? A few. Okay. Good. That's good. How is it available? Is uh, it on Amazon? It's via ebook. Okay. Um, ebook, what about yours? So on computer? So on computer right now? Okay. All right. So the first stream of income that you guys, everybody should have. If you're a speaker, everybody should have a book. And the reason you must have a book is for some reason, if you have a book, people believe that you're more authoritative. Doesn't matter, it used to matter that it was published by. Harper or Procter and Gamble, that no longer matters. If you just have a book, you say, I'm, if you add author to your name, you have literally just quadrupled your income potential. Because guess what? When you go speak in a corporation, they want to know what's the book. So now you've got a corporation that may have paid you five grand to come and speak for 30 minutes, but they have 10,000 employees that they're going to order a book from. Your book. And if you don't have a book, yes, you just left that money on the table. So the book needs to happen in the next 60 days. Before the end of the year, you guys need to get that book done. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be 300 pages. It doesn't have to be War and Peace or Gone with the Wind. Here's how I write my books these days. I'll give me an example. I am recording this class. I always record everything I do. I will send this recording to my transcriptionist who will do it for about 50 bucks. Who will basically transcribe this class for 50 bucks. It's two hours. It's big enough to be a book. And the information is valuable. I will go through the transcription and change whatever I want or send it to my editor. And the book is done. How to become a well-paid speaker has just been written. When we leave here, it's done. That's how you write your book. Unless you want to sit down at your computer and type, that's how I write most of my books. Just dictate it. I'll do a webinar, and I'll send it off to the transcriptionist, and I'll, they'll send it back, and I'll, you know, say whatever I want to say, add this, organize it. You can hire somebody to even organize it. The book is done. There's no reason it should take you three months, three years to write a book. So you're saying, okay, well, what if I'm not teaching a class? Then all you do is write an outline of what, of what your area of expertise is. Do an outline. So, you know, what do you want to talk about? If it's about how to plant, how to plant petunias. How to plant petunias. Okay, the first thing you want to do is what? Any gardeners in here? Great. Brown thumb people. Okay, so how to, how to play in the WNBA. How about that? Yeah. I play in the WNBA. The first thing is, I might say research teams in the league. That'll be the first one. So I'll sit down to my computer and I'll say, 
If you want to play the WNBA, the first thing you need to do is understand that there are 12 teams in the WNBA. There's Charlotte, there's blah, 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 blah. I just sit down and record my whatever I have to say. You guys, this is the way to do it. Don't make it hard. And it doesn't have to be long, so you got to do a little table, a little outline of what you want people to know. Record it. Record it on your iPhone. There's a, a, a memo app on your iPhone. Record it and get it transcribed. You've written your book. Okay? So, the, yes, ma'am. It's two hours How long would that take? Um... In the past, it's been something like maybe 80 to 100 pages. Okay? Is there a target number that you're looking for? No, I will not. The start stops most people. If you want to go write a 15-page book, go do it. I bought one yesterday on Amazon. You guys hear what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be 50 pages, 100 pages. It's whatever whatever you want to do. That's right. That's right. Yep. All right, so offline publishing, online, offline publishing. Write the book. Even if you don't, what's, what's great about Amazon is that you can put it on Kindle, which is their digital platform. They also have a, a, a paper partner called Create Space. So go createspace.com if you want to write that down. Createspace.com is Amazon's print partner. So the same book that you just recorded and transcribed and uploaded to Amazon you can send to their printer, and they will do it on demand. So now you don't have to have books in your garage. People can just buy it through Create Space. Everybody with me? Just go to createspace.com. It'll walk you through how to send them your files. So now you've just become a published author. You need to get a book deal. If you want to know how to get a book deal, I can tell you how to get a book deal, but we'll talk about that afterwards. So write the book, online, offline publishing. If you notice that I am recording this, so that means... The audio portion of my book is what is done. Another product. Normally I videotape. So if I videotaped it, guess what? The DVD or the online video of it would be done. So how many products am I up to? Three, At three four, five. Because I have an ebook, I have a printed book, I have an audio, I have a video that I can send to people, and I also have um, a video that I can digit that I can stream online. So it's five products from one effort. Everybody with me on that? Okay. Um, webinars. So there, and I'm going through this pretty quickly. There, if I want to take this audio that I have right now and upload it to an automated webinar system and send people to that webinar that they can take the class anytime they want, and pay for it, now I have a, an on-demand, well, how to become a speaker class that's available while I sleep. People all over the world can take that class, yes. And I was just going to ask you if there are one or two common sites that people use to upload their webinars. Yes. Um, you can try, there is something called um, this? Meeting Burner. Go to meetingburner.com. You can do webinars for free there. Um, Google Hangout. There's a learning curve for Google Hangouts, but that's 100% free. You can do your webinars with that. Okay. Um, you can do online and offline classes. That's the same thing as webinars. 
you wanted to make it available like this. Uh, one, another stream of income, your speech. Okay, just going out and getting speaking engagements. So most people want to know how do I go out and get speaking engagements? How do I let's stop there? How do I start getting speaking engagements? The first thing you want to do is to tell people that you are a speaker. And here's your topic. Here's my topic. Here's what I talk about. Just start telling everybody you know that, hey, I'm looking for speaking opportunities. Okay? And be ready to go. Be ready to speak. Be ready to, to actually start speaking. The best kind of model for um, speakers is to do what I'm doing right now, and at the end of your speaking engagement, then you give people the opportunity to buy your products. You give people the opportunity to, to buy your books. You give them the opportunity to go further with you with your coaching or whatever. Okay, that's the model that a lot of people use. So we go, we speak. Sometimes I'll go and I'll speak, and people say, well, we're having seven speakers and nobody's getting paid, but there are going to be 3,000 people there. 3,000 people in my target audience are going to be there. So... You take that opportunity because, first of all, you have books and you have coaching and you have, right? So it doesn't matter that you're not getting paid for that because your target audience is in the room. And if you're good at enrolling people, you will make money. Is everybody with me on that? So you, that's why I was saying earlier, like, you've got to get comfortable with standing in front of people and knowing that you have value and also allowing them to go a little bit further with you by offering them opportunities to buy and do stuff with you. Okay? So you can do your speeches, your live speeches, you can do your own seminars, conferences, boot camps, um, coaching now. You can do coaching via Skype, via the telephone. Anybody know what Skype is? Everybody with, with me on Skype? This is Skype. You can go there, it's free. Skype.com is a, um, it's kind of a, a video or audio streaming solution that allows you to talk to people all over the world for free. And then you can also do video. So you can literally do one-on-one um, -on -one coaching, looking at the screen with somebody who's in New Zealand or wherever, and charge for it. So let's get into real quick what you need to, to, to start making money. And there's really only one thing. Again, I told you, you don't need any money. you got to have your audience with the problem. you got to have your topic, um, a great title. When I say delivery format, that means are you going to deliver it in person? Are you going to deliver it over the phone like a teleconference? Are you going to do a webinar? Are you going to do a seminar? Are you going to do the conference? Are you going to do a two-day retreat? What's going to be the delivery of this genius? You need a way to market what you're doing. You need a payment processor, which essentially is, you know, if you're just starting, I would use PayPal.com. doesn't cost anything to get a PayPal account. And people can start paying you tonight for your, for your products. And then a back end, all that is is a fancy way of saying there is a way on the, on the, after they've consumed you the first time, for them to continue working with you. So back end might be, for this might be a, a retreat. The front end is you guys coming today. The back end will be a product or a retreat. Because the reality is, if you showed up here today, there's no way I could have told you in two hours how to do, how to go from, I make six or seven figures a year as a speaker. There's no way I can do that in two hours. So, there has to be a back end. And that's the way it is with you. There has to be a back end. There has to be a book. There needs to be coaching. There needs to be a retreat. There needs to be a seminar. There has to be something because there's always going to be a percentage of people in your audience who want to go further. 
You guys with me on that? Most people don't stop at a book. And if they stop at a book today, in three months, when they have more money or when they've consumed the book, they'll want something else. So you want to make sure the back end is very, very important. In fact, while you guys are writing that down, I'm going to kind of diagram a typical... You know, you have your front-end product, your front-end, which might be your speech. So you go and you talk to a, a group of 20. At that speech, you will make an offer, which might be a book, or, you know, I'm doing a small group coaching program. You'll make that live, a coaching offer. Those people who come to your coaching, become your coaching clients, your back-end might be... Uh, a mastermind or an accelerated coaching program. So I'll say a mastermind, which is a high level business coaching thing might be a retreat. Okay. Or it might be one-on-one -on -one coaching and all of this is up to you. There's no way you have to do it. Some people go, some people walk up to me after an event and go straight to one-on-one -on -one coaching or straight to a, you know, high level mastermind. There's no, that's why I started this, when I started talking to you guys, like, there's no, you have to do it this way, you have to do it this way. You don't have to do it anyway. I'm just showing you the possibilities of, what's, of what you can do. So those are 14 streams of uh, income from you guys. I want to open it up for some questions. I want to make sure I get you taken care of on your questions. If you have some, I know there's been a lot of information. So questions, shoot them at me. So when you're looking for, a, like, say, your first engagement, not like a, a particular agency that books these? I mean, go, shouldn't you go to an agency? No, you shouldn't necessarily. It depends on you. You can, you can, if you want to kind of get started in as a speaker, you can join like a Toastmasters. Everybody's familiar with Toastmasters? You can do that just to get you practice. You can Google um, Austin Speaking Bureau. I do not have any experience with them. I do not know that they are really a speaking, speaker's bureau. I've just seen their site. Um, and basically what they would do is to take a percentage of whatever you get. But here's the thing. They're not going to market you. They're just waiting on people to organically find their website and then they'll send, you know, send, yeah. So the marketing that needs to be done, unless you are a celebrity, no agency wants you. Right. Because they can't make any money off of you. Right. Right. So what you want to do is just to market yourself online, market yourself to people, go out, go out to um, events. Um, and tell people that you are available to speak. That's the best way to do it. How many of you have a website? How many of you actually get traffic to your website? How many of you ever gotten bookings from your website? Okay, so people have found you and called you and booked you. Okay, do you know how they found you? Um, like what they put into the search engine? Uh, what yeah, keywords? Yeah, I mean, key, it would be certain keywords that really weren't speaking necessarily. It would be coaching. Whatever your expertise was for that topic. Okay, all right. So at minimum, guys, you need to get a, a basic brochure website. And um, you can get those in a lot of places. You can get them at, you can go to web.com, just like it sounds. I have no affiliations with them. I just know that they have a pretty easy web.com. You can go to um, godaddy.com. And they have very simple drag and drop website solutions. So this is not knowing HTML. You don't even need to know how to spell HTML, to be honest with you. Just go to these, and you'll see how simple it is to put up a website. 
And here's why. You, you, there's so much traffic online, but people need to know, you know, how to find you. They need to know that if they're looking for a, you know, a, or an organic nutritionist, when they type that in Google, that ultimately you, you'll show up if you search engine optimize your site the right way. But if you don't have, you know, it's like if you don't have a house on the street, we're not going to find you. So a minimum, one of the kind of the action steps that you guys need to go away with is get your web presence. Get up on, online. Just get up. Yes. Do you ever struggle with people, like maybe friends that want you to speak and you have a hard time charging them? <laughs> I mean, like, and then if you charge them, you could be looked upon as arrogant. Uh, I do not struggle with that particular <laughs> issue, but I understand because I, you know, here's what happens when you're, when you're starting, people want you to speak for free. And honestly, when you start making a lot of money, they want you to speak for free, right? Cause they think you don't really need it. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to choke somebody like, like you, you don't really like, you don't really need it. Just, this is what I do for a living. So it is the same problem. It's just, it's on the back end of that problem. And so what you have to do is to tell people, you know, this is my profession. How many of you have children? Would you want the doctor who was offering a two-for-one on delivering children? You don't want a discount doctor, right? This is your profession. So that's usually what I tell people. I go, hey, you know, uh, this is what I do for a living. And most people understand, I say, this is how I pay my mortgage. People understand that. And so you have to reframe who you are to them and stand your ground. That's the best thing I can tell you is to stand your ground. And, and honestly, just to be consistent with that. Just to be consistent with that. And they'll, they'll catch on. Here's, I, I believe in the power of attraction. I think if you put out certain milk, certain cats come to you. So if you are, <laughs> if you are attracting people who are trying to freeload, I watch what you're putting out. That's for everybody. That's for me. Whenever I, because what you have in your life is a reflection of what you're putting out there in any area of your life. So whenever I'm attracting stuff that I'm like, whoa, what's, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I got to take a look at what I'm putting out. So if you're getting freeloaders and people who want this and people who, you got to check, check you and stand your ground. But you probably, I'm assuming possibly that you do some freebies. I do freebies because I know how to make money on the back end. Right? That's what I said to you guys earlier. Like, earlier. there's no, if, if there's an opportunity, if one of you came up to me and said, I'm the booker for uh, the Women's National Women's Organization, there's going to be 10,000 women there and we don't have a budget, I would do that engagement. That's my audience. You guys with me? Because I have this stuff. That's why you got to get your book. That's why you have to get that, right? There's no reason for you not to make money as a speaker. And I know people who all they do is speak at big engagements without a fee and do $50,000 after $100,000 in those audiences. They sell their coaching. They sell, right? So don't be short-sighted. Don't think, oh, well, if you're not paying me my $10,000 fee, then I'm not. That's, you're only going to make a certain amount of money being that person. And if you're cool with that business model, go for it. But I like the back end. And then everybody is a potential customer at some point in the life cycle of my, right? So don't, don't think that, oh man, they're not offering a, you know, you, the questions you should be asking people when they're getting ready to book is how many people are going to be there? What's the demographic of those people? And are you good with me offering my services at the end of that? 
And then you make your decision. Then you can decide if you want to get up at six o'clock in the morning and you can make a decision, but don't make it just based on the fact whether they're paying you or not. Because what I've shown you tonight is that you don't need them to pay you if you got your stuff, if you got your back end. Do you have a flat fee or you... Um, no, and nobody varies. does. Yeah, it varies. I mean, sometimes people say our budget is, um, t you know, $5,000. Then I go to my three questions. How many people are going to be there? Are you okay with me offering blah, 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 blah? Good, I'll do it. And we'll fly you in. Okay, great. Sometimes people will say, we're having 20,000 people there, and we're not doing anything. We're not flying you in or whatever. I say, great. I can make something out of 20,000 people. Okay? So you can say that you have a fee. It's $1,000. That's kind of what you want. Kind of the bet you, I want $1,000 every time I go speak or whatever. And so don't be afraid to tell people my fee is $1,000. Um, are you ordering books? Ask them, are you ordering books? Well, we can't pay you $1,000, but we'll order 10. Sometimes people will say, we won't pay you $1,000, but we'll order 10,000 books. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> they have an education budget. So it's weird. You never know how stuff works. Don't just shut the door on it because they're not giving you a fee. There's no reason for you guys to leave here without making money as a speaker, um, even if you don't get your fee on, on the front end. Have you done Toastmasters? You personally? I did when I when I when I was in college. Actually, I started in Toastmasters. What other questions? You mentioned the Kiwanis, Rotary. Rotaries. Yeah, yeah. How, how do people get those in? Networking, going, being in the audience, and then literally the next meeting you go to, ask the person who who organized it, um, who books the speakers here. Huh. Boom. No, really interesting. When you know you know we don't pay. I didn't ask you that. Who books the speakers here? Get in front of that audience because there are other bookers or speakers in that audience. Yeah. Yes. How do you get a demo um, CD? You don't need one. Okay. You don't need one. What you need is to go and speak and to do what I did here, which is to record it because now there's your demo. So don't let anybody sell you a demo. You don't need anybody to sell you a, I'm going to do a camera with you and blah, 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 blah. I mean, that would be great. But what I would do is the next event that you go speak to, you go speak to an audience, just videotape it. Just videotape it. And now you've done it, and you put that on your website. You don't need to spend $5,000. You don't need to do any of that. Okay? Save you some money. Record everything you do, though. Like, record everything you do. You go speak somewhere for 20 minutes, record it. It's a product. Because if you transcribe it, you got the audio, you got the book, you got, record everything you do. Your phone has a recorder. Record it. Yes. Um, I do get transcription from, this is going to be so good. I get my transcriptions done at Fiverr.com and Elance.com and Odesk.com. Okay? And um, so Fiverr is just like it sounds. It's a bunch of stuff for five bucks. bunch of stuff for five bucks. Elance, same thing. It's so a freelance... Uh, Independent contractor community, same thing with Odesk. What other questions? Yes? How important or how much credence do you give, uh, particularly like with your website or whatever, to generating content, blogs, articles, things that make your website sticky and help, gener or, and help build um, your, your list? Okay, good. I just stopped there.
with the, the I talked a little bit about the back back end. What, one of the things you guys want to make sure you're doing is that you have what's called an opt-in um, form on your list. I mean, uh, an opt-in form on your website. So you guys have all gone to website and probably been annoyed by these people who say, "Hey, I got this great piece of content for you. Give me your name and your email address." Everybody seen that, right? Everybody knows why that's important because most of us don't buy on the first, you know, the first contact with someone. So you need to be able to communicate with these people and develop a relationship with them. So all of your sites, when you go over the next week and set up your sites, make sure you set up uh, what's called an opt-in form. Now here's the thing, the, the B part, this is just part A. The B part of this is that it has to go somewhere. This name and email address has to go somewhere. So there are some um, autoresponder newsletter companies that you guys can use. One is called um, Aweber. I've probably used all of them. I'm not with Aweber right now because I bought a lifetime subscription somewhere. But Aweber.com. But I've used both of these, and I will speak highly of both of these. GetResponse.com. Oh, and MailChimp. I've also used that. MailChimp, you can start out free, guys. I would go MailChimp if you're trying to save money or just, you know, you, you don't have 500 people on your list yet. Use MailChimp because you can have up to 500 um, names and email addresses without paying anything. So get started there. Okay, MailChimp. And then when you're in MailChimp, they will give you the code. I can't get too technical with you. They, they will give you the code to put on your website. Right? Everybody with me? So this is where your email uh, addresses will be stored. They will give you this code that you will copy and paste on your website so that it says you can say give me your name and capture email address. I'm lost. Okay? When you go to Yes. When you go to when you go to um actually, you know what? Let me show you on my website. If anybody have a computer, if you go to franharris.com, what you're going to see is an opt-in page on the front. Where are we? Okay, up there. For some reason you guys can't see my thing. All right, let me show you this. All right, this is my website. Uh, that's my website, okay? That's my opt-in page because that's, that's the page you go to. If you go to FranHarris.com, you'll go to a page that says, hey, get my free audio. Uh, it reveals how anybody can build a six- or seven-figure coaching business from scratch in the next 12 months. So when you scroll up on my site, what you'll see is what I'm, I'm showing you here, which is, see that yellow button that says yes? Send me the audio. If you click that button and you go there, it will ask you for your email address so that you can get the audio. So that's what that is. Got it? So when you put your email address in there, it goes to a place. And that place is like Get, uh, get Response, Aweber, or, or MailChimp. Yes, sir? Have you heard, have you heard that was who I used when I first started doing business online in 1998. They're good. They're just like that, yeah. So if you guys prefer constant contact, you can use them. That's cool. So then, what, you go to those websites to retrieve all those email addresses? You go to those websites, and they will let you send an email to them right from their system. Oh. So they're stored there, and you will say, I want to send an email address to my speakers, because you guys will get on the list. And then you would just click the speaker's addresses and click right at your email, and then send. Okay. Any other questions? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, the biggest way that I can tell is that they are hungry. 
that they are, you know, they see, they, they have a, a hunger to leave whatever they're doing, or they know they have a great message for whatever they're doing, and they are not going to give up. That's it. Again, I think, were you in here when I was saying you don't need to be a really great speaker to be really good at this? They're just, they're just hungry. They're just, they have a hustle about them. And, um, and that's it. And a, and a real desire to help people. That's it. Like, like you've seen people who are like sold on their Kool-Aid. Like they believe what they're like. I believe this. I know what it's done in my life. I know what it's, where it's taken me. So I can speak from that place, but there are people who are just starting out who just have the passion. They're just passionate about it. And if you can back up your passion with, um, with some work ethic, (laughs) just a little bit. And really, just a little bit, you can, you can do it. And now that the internet is, um, is here, there's absolutely no reason you can't do it. Absolutely no reason you can't do it. You've just been inspired by the Badass Business Show with Fran Harris. Like this podcast on iTunes and visit FranHarris.com for your free badass gift.